Hello, Internet. Welcome back to the Boss Travel Lounge. You're listening to episode 66. My name is Patrick. I'm joined by Seth and Steve. Say hi, everyone. Hey, everyone. Get your kicks on route 66. I actually don't know that song. I just know that line from it. You know what? You just earned yourself a full episode of being replaced by animal noises. Ah, uh, moo. Nay. See, you're, you're, you're making my job easier. Remember that? What does the fuck say song? Man. I, I am I am back. Don't 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 worry, dear listener. Uh, I know that you had to go through what was probably a very traumatic couple episodes uh, hosted by these two clowns, which is funny because we always joke about uh, Josh being the one at Clown College. Uh, but I am I am back. I have returned. It was fine. We just talked about anime while you were gone. Yeah, and that should be illegal. Those episodes should be taken down and burned. And because they were so good. I you know how the don't Beatles, when think the Beatles that's how best it episodes works. yet. When the Beatles performed live and like everyone got Beatles fever and like pretty much rolled over and died, it was pretty much like that. Right. Don't believe me. Li- don't believe me. Listen to both of those episodes again, because I'm sure you definitely did, Pat. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely did. Definitely didn't look at that in my Spotify subscription feed and go, you know what, Marcus played. Does that count as a play in our? I don't think it does, but I, I have, have to no idea, check. actually. Huh? Interesting. Anyway, that was an awkward silence. Uh, <laughs> it, it was. It was. So I mean, um, we had to think about uh, it. <laughs> uh, so I guess uh, I, I need to ask the the um, the the two of you. Uh, scale of one to ten, how ecstatic are you that I'm back at the helm? Uh like a five. I could go okay, either way. So. We're going we're gonna to redo this bit, and I'm going to ask the same question, and you're going to give me a number higher than a five, <laughs> all right? So, uh, Seth, how ecstatic are you now that I'm back? Like a four, I guess? Okay, well, that's the wrong... That's the wrong... Steve, help me out. It's like, it's like golf, right? The lower it is, the better. You've never played golf in your life. <laughs> four is a shit score. <laughs> if you're like four for par, man, maybe just- my my man's out here. My man's out here operating like Happy Gilmore. Yeah, my my uh, fucking swinging a miss knowledge. on every one of his jokes. Just tap it in. Tap it. That's me to that guy's wife. Me to that guy's wife. Ah, necrophilia. <laughs> oh, so I I hate I, I hate all of this. <laughs> you, you, you know, what? welcome back, Pat. You, you you keep this up. I'm heading back to Canada. I'll do it. You know it. what? It's probably better than being stuck with us. No, it's not. We can still record even if you are in Canada. So how was Canada, by the way? Can we get the Canadian review? How was um, Uncle Horton's? How was that um, uh, Mr. Popo himself with Justin Trudeau? Oh, my fucking God. Where, where, where the fuck do I start with that? <laughs> Jesus. Um, Uncle Horton, good. Tim Horton's is, is like the, the, the best. Um, everyone that goes to Canada knows this. Uh, There's something about a fucking their donuts are just they they hit different. They do they hit different. They do, and and you know what the sad part is, uh, the closest thing that we have to that where I am is Krispy Kreme, and as as good as the old uh, Krispy Kreme donut and shake combo, get it, go down to your local Krispy Kreme store now for like ten bucks, uh, sponsored segment something something. Um, I just I I know that it won't be as good, and, yeah, and, and I it, and I have to live with that. Yeah, and you can't like cough without coming across like thirty Tim Hortons, where it's a Krispy Kreme. <laughs> You've really got to go hunting. Actually, kind of true though. Uh, it was it was funny in that um, uh, you see a Tim Hortons on every street corner, but then 
you see, you see, uh, admittedly, you, you might actually see more ads for Tim Hortons, but like you still see a lot of ads for like McDonald's and Burger King and like other places, but they're just so much harder to find. <laughs> it's it's yeah, real funny. It's- uh, yeah, any, any, very true. Any, anyway, uh, uh, Justin Trudeau, uh, when when I when I went to his house and, and we caught up with a BS, he, he said he was good. So um, oh, that's he's, nice he's, to hear. He's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, is he beating the racism be allegations for... yet? <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> Thought about trying to turn that into a bit, and I went, hmm, maybe. May, may, maybe trying to turn that into a bit with with racist allegations not not a good time. So we're gonna we're gonna leave that <laughs> saying, one alone. And saying you indulged in it might be a bad idea. Ba- ba- backing backing away slowly. Uh, but it d- did happen to to be in the country when uh, Joe Biden uh, came to visit, uh, where his address was playing on basically every television station, which was interesting. And then it was basically every news story for that day, and then the next day, also interesting. Uh, but no, um, Canada, Canada, always a good time. Always, uh, was a big, big fan of, of going, going to the old Great White North. Derek, was it cold? Was it cold? Uh, uh, yes. And then no, <laughs> uh, I, 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 I flew in, I flew in and the average temperature was about minus 10. And then, uh, the two weeks that I was there was like the great thaw because it's springtime now. And, and then when I left, the temperatures were, were around positive 10. Whoa, that's a big fucking swing in just that one week. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. It was also across a few different places, but no, it was good. Uh, yeah, always enjoy it, but also kind of glad to be back. Back, in, back to the old grindstone, back to the old, the old creating, creating pod tent for, for you, dear listener. Uh, be as parasocial as you can with that. So why don't we throw it to round the lounge for this week, or I guess the last couple of weeks? What have what, what what have you been up to, Seth? What have what have I missed in in the in in your life? So while you were gone, The Last of Us finished, and I've been hanging on to that for a little while because we we had that discussion when it was just the two of us one time, and I feel like it's about time we went back and finished that. And as, aside okay. from what oh. <laughs> aside from that, I also finished Hades. Oh yeah, cool. Pretty pretty solid um uh one one two punch of 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 uh content there. Uh Steve, what about you? I uh because I like to challenge myself and compete against my fellow human beings, I've been uh training for the Pokemon Sydney Regionals that are taking place actually tomorrow, the first of April. Um so I've been doing a bunch of EV training. IV training, testing some teams and Pokemon Showdown. Hopefully you're training more than just the EV. Yeah, yeah. Uh, tra- training P- Vaporeon as well. Oh, yeah. Good. Um, good. You know what yeah. they say about so Vaporeon? Really... Yeah, what do they say? Acid is a really good ability. Well, Acid is not an ability, it's move. See, you're a fucking idiot. You don't know. This man's never had sex with a Vaporeon in his life. <laughs> <laughs> All uh, right, we're just going right into it. I was, I was into wondering it. when that was going to come back. Um, Ugh, yuck. Anyway, uh, go to commercial. <laughs> we don't do commercials. <laughs> yeah, good. Cut us off here then. <laughs> I've said enough. Patrick, did you pick up a Manscapes uh, sponsorship while you were over in Canada for us to read? Uh, <laughs> are, you, are you asking that because I'm currently uh, only operating this podcast with one hand or? What? <laughs> <laughs> no, because I, I just, I, we need the income. Oh, right. And I Steven's see. asking for the ad break. 
And to be honest, Manscaped was the first thing that came to my head. Yeah, no, I feel, I feel like there's something to unpack there where basically every sponsorship we've claimed to have has been food related and suddenly you go to Manscaped. So that's... I, I still food related. It's also protein. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, so... let's keep going. Let's get this train going. Right. Why don't we go and, and finish off the old, the, the, the old, the old Last of Us? Why don't, we, why don't we talk about the, the last episode of Us? The Last of Us. I mean, we, we last, last, last time we talked about it, we left off at episode three. I feel like it's a bit of a jump to go to the last episode. Shouldn't this be a review as a whole? It can be. If that's what you I want. Know, I haven't seen it. They should make a video game about it. They should, actually. That would be a way easier. Actually, you know what? You know what? They, they should go beyond that. They should make it very accessible and so bring it to PC. I think that would be the best way to play this game. Who do you reckon they should do for port to bring it to PC? Uh, I reckon King probably has the, uh, the, the chops to, to, to give the old P- uh, PC port a go. I think Iron Galaxy would do really good. Aren't King the people that make Candy Crush? What? <laughs> yes. Is someone missing? Oh, okay. Are they known for their PC ports? I don't really know. No, they're only known for mobile games. The only kings in my life are you two. Oh, wow. And, and all the listeners. Might actually be the... That, that might be the thing that I hate you the least for saying on, on the record. For today, anyway. <laughs> I got on the record. Yeah, for today. We'll see. We'll see if it keeps up. Um, okay, so why don't we, why, uh, why, why don't we, I guess, uh, it's going to be way too long to uh, kind of do, do too much in-depth. Oh, yeah, no, for- no. There's not going to be a lot of in-depth episode-by-episode episode stuff. It's just going to be, I just want to touch on a couple of things across the season. So, okay. starting- Touch away. Actually, don't you know do what? that. Please rephrase that, because the first thing I was going to talk about, I do not want that word associated <laughs> with. Uh, well, now I'm curious. All right, so the first topic of discussion, um, how did you feel about Sam being changed to uh, mute? Cause, oh. and, and de-aged. Like, he's, he's a lot younger in the show than he is in the game, and... I kind of didn't like that change. Interesting. Wait, which one's which one's Sam again? He's the he's the younger of the two brothers you meet in Philadelphia. Yeah. Sam and Henry. Oh yeah. So okay. No, so in the game, he's about roughly Ellie's age, and yeah, he is. And in the show, they made him six to eight. Yeah. Now the the making him mute. I'm. Not too fussed about. It's the whole well, making him let, younger part that is the one that gets me. Let, let, let's just clarify something. It's not that he's mute; it's that he's deaf. Oh, is he deaf? Yes. Okay, I thought he was mute, and that's why. Oh wait, maybe he did talk. Yeah, he did talk a little bit at the end. Okay, yeah. Wait, that, so is that's, he deaf or not? It's been it's been a couple of weeks. Yeah, no, fair enough. But I mean, just, 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 just so that we're all on the same page here. It's, yeah. it's not that he, it's not that he can't talk. It's just that talking is hard when you are deaf. <laughs> yeah, no, because that, that's what, because he was always using the um, the, the scratchboard, like the yeah. little magnetic paper. I, yeah. I, that that was the thing that was most clear in my mind, and I was like, oh, he's mute. That's right. I think it would have been really funny if they'd made him use an etch a sketch. <laughs> I was. It's basically an etch and sketch. Well, if, okay, well, it's not, because you're not drawing with two knobs. You know what? I'm thinking of the magnetic Gratitude. boards that we, I had as a kid that's like, like what he has, but in the shape of an etch and sketch. Ah, uh, okay. I get the feeling you're talking about, like, a whiteboard. 
And just up okay, can we word. not make this about race, please? Ah, <laughs> uh, you're uh, crap. All right, cancelled. <laughs> but yeah, no. Well, it's, don't it's, have it, to be white. All right. It sounded like you were going to disagree. So yeah, let, what what's your thoughts about them making okay, him six so to eight? My my opinion has been heavily informed by the excellent behind the scenes podcast, like um, not not sister podcast, but like uh. The related uh, HBO's The Last of Us official podcast, uh, and the discussion that they had around this episode was probably one of the best um, episodes, like for discussion. Because I, when I first watched it, I didn't really. It's not that I didn't care; it's that I didn't. I didn't think of it playing out too differently to similarly aged um, Sam in the game. But what was interesting was hearing them discuss it. Uh, I realized there was a whole bunch of things that I just sort of took in and didn't really pay as much attention as I should have um, in terms of a lot of the themes and ideas that they wanted to play with working much better when there is an age gap between Ellie and, um, and Sam. So after the fact, and looking back on it now, I'm pleased that they de-aged him and I'm pleased that they made him deaf. Okay, so I haven't watched that, but where I'm coming from is more in the game, they treat it as more like they slowly start becoming friends with each other, like, because they're the same age, they treat each other around the same, like, respects level, and they yep. get on each other's level, they get on each other's wavelength, and it's like, this is someone Ellie can relate to, and we're seeing Ellie relate to someone around her age in the game, and that's really good to see. Like, most of the time in the game, you're seeing her interact with adults, and so having someone her age to interact with and bounce off of, it's really interesting to see that play out, and then it hits when it hits hard when um, he gets infected, and she's lost basically what's the closest thing she has to a friend is up to that point that we see. Um, de aging him kind of changes that relationship more like she's an older sister more so or a caretaker sort of character, yeah. and it. Yeah, it changes the whole dynamic, and I'm not sure if I really like that, because I really liked how it played out in the game itself. That's fair. Uh, I think it's also worth mentioning that in the game, you had a lot more of contextual alley through relationships with people like Bill as well. Um, yeah, but- It's it's kind of an offshoot of what you're saying with, like, always having a relationship with an adult, but yeah. uh, her relationship with Bill specifically is very different to a lot of the other relationships she has with adults throughout the show. Um. The reasons in hindsight why I'm in favor of de-aging is because uh, the um, one of the things that they don't fully explore, uh, I, I should also say, it's been a long time since I've played Last of Us Part 1. <laughs> it's, oh yeah, it's I been... haven't played it since like 2013. Okay, I've played it more recently than that, but, but not like super I recently. Last year. Um, th thanks, Steve. Uh, yeah, no, it's just I hadn't said anything. <laughs> I'm sorry, but didn't you ask if there was a game earlier? Yeah, that was obviously a joke. And we everyone knows it's, it's based off a video game. I don't know. I feel like this is based off an anime based off a video game. <laughs> yeah, what's the anime? It's based on the remake. Based Boku on no the... Pico. <laughs> okay, well, you... <laughs> yeah, ignore that comment. I... <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Don't Google that. <laughs> um, so... One, one. No, do Google that. <laughs> Don't believe me. Google Gaboku no Pico. For fuck's sake. Um, 
One of one of the themes that de-aging Sam does a really good job of playing with is the idea of Ellie as the savior, because uh, oftentimes she uh, needs to be saved or is otherwise uh, not independent enough because she is, you know, just a kid. That we get to see her take on more of the uh, I can save them sort of role, which is embodied more so in her role as once she gets to the Firefly Hospital that there is the possibility that she could be the reason for a cure, that she could, you know, save everyone. So to see that play out uh, in the microcosm of the end of that episode when Sam gets infected uh, is a really, uh, I think it was super powerful in that it showed or it, it kind of highlighted how you have these expectations of, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I can be self-aggrandizing because I'm I'm immune, I'm special, what have you. But then you're also absolutely powerless to stop, you know, so seeing seeing someone effectively die in front of you. Um, like you can't save everyone. I think I think that was um, fairly powerful. Uh, the other side of it is that, particularly with that scene of um, trying to save him, compared to the game where I think they. He he keeps it hidden, I think, in the game. He doesn't tell her, and then she wakes up and sh is shocked when he's turned the, the next morning. I, I think he implies it, because I think he asks the same question. Oh, yeah, no, he asks the same questions. Yeah, do, do you think someone who's infected uh, still has humanity inside, or however it was phrased? Like, are, 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 they, are they all monsters? Or I don't remember the exact wording of it. Uh, but you're right, I don't think... Um, I don't think it was clear to Ellie at the time uh, that, that Sam was infected. Uh, yeah, no, here, because he leans into it by saying, what are you scared of? And he, that's what his explanation of what he's afraid of. And it's like, oh yeah, it makes sense for being in that world. You'd be afraid of that. So she probably yeah. doesn't think more of it. And then we, as a player see that he's been infected and then it cuts to the next morning. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah. From my memory, uh, yeah, he shows like Ellie and him have that touching moment where she gives him back the toy and then he's like, yeah, I'm actually infected. It's like, well, man, that's Bach. All right, good night. Um, <laughs> good luck with that. Yeah, See you tomorrow. Then, <laughs> yeah. yeah it wakes up, uh, everyone wakes up the next morning and then it's like, hey, how you going? And he, uh, Ellie gets attacked by a good friend and then I, uh, but Henry shoots him then shoots himself straight away and it is the most fucking traumatizing thing of the entire one one of the most traumatizing things in the game and it's like holy fuck i think shit. it's probably the most impactful moments of the game certainly up uh, there the yeah it, it's yeah it's it's semi unexpected as well um because you definitely feel like you've just taken well man i can go back to the tv show i'm talking about the game now i've already played, played, <laughs> the, the other thing that i want to highlight that being the that sam being deaf was an amazing stroke of genius to do. Uh, again, this was something that I never, I didn't think of while watching, but they brought it up in, in the podcast. And I was like, holy shit, they're right. Um, you remember how in episode one, we see what's basically a borderline catatonic elderly woman who can't like uh, feed herself or really do anything other than sit in a wheelchair. Yeah. When she's infected with cordyceps, she's- she She's sprightly. Is to say the least. <laughs> Sprightly is such a good descriptor for that, actually. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, but uh, but the, the indication there is that the cordyceps, yes, it's, it's a fungus that, that you know, parasitically um, 
uh, infects the host, but it does have the ability to kind of replace uh, to replace damaged nerves and muscles and things with its with its own um, with its own network of of um, tendrils, fibers, whatever you want to call it. Uh, thus causing elderly women to be sprightly. Um, the way that it's kind of shown, like, well, not shown, but kind of implied when they cut the first patient zero open is that the fibers are just all throughout the body, so they're probably acting as their own sort of, like, muscle system and tendril system. Exactly. But but here, here's the interesting thing. Because Sam was deaf, the reason why uh, it, it became a more powerful moment in the show is that uh, Ellie wakes up and just sees Sam sitting, um, facing away from her at the edge of the bed. And even when she calls out to him, nothing happens. So even when infected, the cordyceps virus uh, fungus wasn't able to fix the, the sort of root cause of Sam's deafness. I can see that, but hmm. Because the first stage is like the most basic stage. I'd, ha- I'd be is. interested to see if they would have implied it stayed the same if he had turned into a clicker, since they're the ones that are much more known for their hearing. Their hearing, yeah. But I just, I, I thought it was such an interesting kind of extra gut punch because that it's it's now entirely believable that that Sam turns and never attacks Ellie in her sleep or anything because he can't there's hear no. Her. Yeah, there's no stimulus. Yeah. Uh, and, and I just thought that was such an interesting um, kind of thing to highlight. Uh, in a similar vein, I know that we're going to jump around a little bit, but uh, the, uh, the death of uh, um, Pittsburgh girl. <laughs> I, I want to say yeah, Melanie Linsky because that's the actress. Men. Yes. <laughs> Kiwi actress. I don't. I don't remember her name in the show. Why don't I remember her name in the show? Because she's kind of a nothing character. I feel like fine, but uh, also also a little nugget from the podcast. They specifically wanted a uh, child to be the one that kills her after she was saying like children die all the fucking time. Like why why do we grieve for children? And uh, they they in the podcast highlighted that they um. Uh, wanted it to be a child clicker, and that they and that the child clicker was wearing a Blues Clues shirt. <laughs> I haven't gone back and rewatched that. I actually haven't gone back and rewatched anything other than the first couple episodes. Um, but uh, I will now be looking for that when I re- when I inevitably rewatch that that scene. Um, yeah, I think uh, her name was sorry, Kathleen in the show. Kathleen, that makes sense. Um, let Let's finish with the Sam and Henry bit. Anything else you want to hit with that? I I've I don't think there's too much more that I wanted to add. I yeah, liked what they did no. with it. I I see what's I see what their point is with the whole savior thing, but I feel like that can still kind of hit with them being the same age of like she couldn't protect her friend sort of thing. Um, I get it hits more like that she's taken this role of a caretaker and like a savior for him now that he's younger, but it's still not a decision I'm entirely on board with like it doesn't ruin the show or anything for me but it's just I understand why they did it now but I I don't know if I agree with doing it but that, mm. that's about all I wanted to hit on with Sam and Henry besides that they're done really well um Henry's actor is really fucking good like he yeah. 
he's one of the highlights of actors for this show. Definitely. Uh, why don't we jump to Kathleen for a sec? Uh, I, I really liked how they did, or how they, I guess, redid the uh, Watchtower part of the game with the the sniper in the tower type thing. Yeah. And Kathleen's final showdown, all that sort of stuff. Because I, I. Uh, oh right. Also, I got to eat a shoe on that because hey, I I didn't think they were going to do a bloater, and they do with that episode. Yep. So and I got I got I got to put my foot in my mouth for that one. As as soon as the the ground opened up, and then I saw the one hand, I was like, oh my god, they're doing it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I <laughs> I started here. getting that I started getting that idea with the episode beforehand where they showed the um ground cracking underneath them in like the stairwell. Yeah. Uh, like yeah, it's like I, it, that, that's very much a there's something big some monstrous thing coming moment and it's like well they're gonna do a bloater now true I, and, um, and the fact that they also <laughs> do the game death in there like you see it in the background ripping the guy's head open like he does to Joel in the game very good touch the, so they, they mentioned that too I, I feel like I'm gonna end up just shilling the fucking podcast go listen to the podcast podcast excellent but uh, they, after you they listen to our podcast <laughs> Finish this they, one first. Listen to all of it. They 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 contemplated trying to get the bloater to rip someone in half, and they basically, I'm pretty sure it was Weta that they ended up working with. And the guys at Weta were like, "Okay, uh, we cannot have someone get ripped in half that looks any kind of like r- like realistic for for what's happening." <laughs> so ripping ripping the head off was the um the kind of uh compromise in a in a in a sense. Um, I. Really didn't like Kathleen's character, but I understood the purpose that Kathleen's character served. So- yeah, that's where I said as well. Like, I understand what her role is in the show. She's not that great. And it kind of... it She, she kind of just cu- serves the purpose of contextualizing why um, the Raiders are that militaristic in Philadelphia. When they're just mm. kind of like that in the game and you don't get any backstory for it. And also sort of being the embodiment of vengeance at all costs type thing. Oh, actually, special shout out to um, uh, the start of that episode, the, uh, the truck attack when they first enter Philadelphia and the guy begging for his life. I might be sadistic to say, but laughed so hard during that entire sequence. Yeah, it's pretty sadistic <laughs> to say, big fella. It was I, just, it was, it, it was just very funny to me when he, when he, there's like a, uh, there's a moment like it was so well acted that you could tell that he knew deep down he was going to die, but he still, he still does the, um, uh, what's your name? My name is whatever his name is. Uh, my mom lives uh, just a couple blocks away. Like, uh, you, you, um, uh, we, we can go there. I, I didn't, I didn't realize that, um, I didn't mean to attack you. I didn't. Uh, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't realize that, that this would happen. We can be friends. We can. We can like trade goods and stuff. And Ellie and shot Joel's him in just... the spine at that point as well, so he can't get back up. Yeah, and 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 Joel's slowly walking towards him with uh with the gun. <laughs> oh it's, man, he, he kind of dragged Funniest it out. moments <laughs> in the show, but no, it was just uh, yeah, very very well done. And then to not hear the gunshot, to hear the the fucking like knife um knife kill from a distance. Nice touch. Knife kill. Ugh. You got the dog tag or uh, whatever the, the, the cod bloody thing is. Um, realizing that we, we have spent a long time talking about what is effectively two episodes. Um, 
one or two other things you okay. want to hit because chances are we'll have to just break this into another couple segments of the next couple episodes because I'd rather no, no, not I, turn this I into. Think, I actually think I'll get through the next couple of episodes very quickly because um, the thing I was going to say, like after Philadelphia, the show kind of tanks for me. Um, I we, we were just talking about how Kathleen is kind of nothing, but the added context of her being there and what she does for Philadelphia helps helps the story and my favorite parts of this show is when they're expanding on what's already there for the last of us and like it's not just straight up a retelling of the game story but they're adding more bits of the world to it and after this episode they just start going more and more towards just just doing the game straight and I started tapping out of it and losing interest, and by the end of it, I was kind of bored of it, and I think it kind of hit me in a way of I don't think the, I don't think the second half of the show was for me. It's, it feels like the show in general is more for the TV audience that hasn't played The Last of Us. Yeah, I was going to say, because that... that- it's it's kind of a weird take to say that you saw the TV adaptation of a video game and you were disappointed there wasn't that that there wasn't less video game in the adaptation. Yeah, no, because and I know it's also a weird thing because there's I I'm also kind of like there's these weird drastic changes. Well, not weird, but there's like these big sweeping changes, like the Bill and Frank story, which I'm gonna say right now, best episode in the show but also kind of goes against of like what I feel an adaptation should be. I like the idea of expanding Bill and Frank's story, but completely reinventing it the way they did, I wasn't completely on board with. But in saying that, still the best episode of the show, and it's kind of hits on like what I, what I'd wanted out of this show. Like the, the first episode expanding on Sarah and like that first day, well, first two days, that was really well done. It's when they're doing these expands the world outside of Joel and Ellie. The show did really, really well. And then when it just focused on Joel and Ellie's story, it's like, yeah, this is just straight up doing the game on TV. And I've seen The Last of Us so much that I'm not engaged anymore. Yeah, I mean, I I can't blame you for having that take, but it's still such a weird take to have to me because I imagine someone someone that hasn't played The Last of Us would at every moment they're not talking about Joel and Ellie's story say why the fuck do I care about this this is a story about Joel and Ellie yeah and that's where I think the TV side could have helped because you can still do Joel and Ellie and keep the focus on them but expands the things around their journey it's like it's why I like Philadelphia like even though I think I'm not that big on Kathleen as a character. Um, Just her existence and her being there to expand the idea of what's going on in Philadelphia is really good. And it adds more context on what Joel and Ellie has to fight through. Um, That's kind of what I want to get, wanted to get out of the show. Just more expansion of the world because yeah, I'm just kind of sick of Joel and Ellie's story (laughs) at this point. Well, don't worry, because uh, when they do part two, it won't be Joel's story for much longer. Oh, absolutely not. He's, um, he's going to the golf range. 
Uh, yeah, the okay. That's not that's not that's like the second golf reference I've made today. What's going on? Are we now a golf podcast? Yes, crazy man. Fast Travel Lounge became a, a golf podcast so fast, I didn't even notice. I don't know. It took 66 episodes, that's over a year. <laughs> uh, other, other random points to hit. Uh, David, I, I liked because a lot of it was pretty close to one to one. Uh, just because I, I enjoyed the story that that part of the game told, and I enjoyed watching it play out on screen. Um, the Troy Baker one, being there was a nice touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Troy Baker being there was a nice touch. And uh, similarly, um, uh, oh, shoot. Ashley you Johnson. Reckon Troy, you reckon yeah, Troy- so a- Ashley Johnson was in there, but also um, the guy who played... Uh, that guy's wife? <sighs> Shut the fuck up, Steve. Um, the guy who plays uh, <laughs> Joel's, I think it, I think it is um, Joel's brother. Oh yeah, in, Tommy. Yeah, Tommy in the video game yeah. was also in. Uh, was Kathleen's second in command, Perry? Ah, cool. Oh, okay. Reckon, uh, no, and, no, no, that's, also- that's not right. Jeffrey Pierce. Wait, is Jeffrey Pierce Tommy in the game? I. I, don't I thought know. that was someone else. I'm pretty sure if if it wasn't him, he he had a role in the video game, but I forget which character it was. It might have been Bill or like another one of the like burly old men. <laughs> um, and then also uh, the actress for uh, oh yeah, he uh, was Tommy. Oh, there we go. Boom. Okay. Um, and then and then also the actress for Abby uh got a cameo in the last episode as well. As um, <laughs> as uh, as one of the nurses that uh, that's in the operating yeah. room, and what apparently um, Man. so apparently that that Man, whole thing transpired. To do that. Yeah, apparently that whole thing transpired with uh, with um, Neil Druckmann ringing her up saying, "Hey, I really want to get you in as a cameo for this. Um, this is the only role that I have for you. Uh, you're wearing you're a nurse and you're wearing a mask, so no one will really recognize you." And she went, "It's perfect. I'll do it." And then on the day when they were shooting. Uh, she sent. Uh, she sent him. I don't know, either a Snapchat or just a pic, um, posing with the with the uh, the doc that had been shot on the ground, going, um, "Me and my dad love heart." <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Which uh, I think is just that's, fucking that's hysterical. That's so good. Yeah. It was like me, me and daddy or something. It was fucking funny. Um, anyway, yeah. So it's it's a nice touch that they and obviously the Ashley Johnson one's a pretty big one in um in the last episode. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, it's it's cool that that they've tried to like pull uh, some of the old material through. Um, anything else you want to hit? It's a really well done show, honestly. Like it is. It's just it's just personally me feel my feeling was I've seen The Last of Us so much that when they started playing it straight, that's when I was getting less engaged. But overall, it's really well done, and I just at that point, this point, I just kind of recognized that the show wasn't for me. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, the one big regret, or I, I think it's a regret. I don't think it's a mistake. But all of the, if you step on a tendril, you can awaken cordyceps in like via the sort of network thing, which was hinted at uh, earlier on. Was basically untouched for the rest of the show. Yeah, and no, I- they. Some something I realized as I was talking about the game's events and how the episodes would be structured with some friends is that. The, the um the infected are very front loaded. They they yes, show they up are. here and there in the game, 
but they're not a major focus of the story like they are for the first half of the game. Once you get out of Philadelphia, no, even by the time you get to Philadelphia, their role starts taking a backseat in favor of um, showing how brutal other people can be in the world. And they just kind of serve as a gameplay function that in a TV adaptation, they can be skipped over and they were. True, but you also, well, my, my take on that is you're right, but uh, the, there are reasons for that, such as like the geography of a lot of the kind of um, isolation of where they are for a lot of the time helps explain a lot of that away. But then even in places where they, they could make a reappearance, such as uh, going towards the hospital, for, for example. Yeah, they skipped the whole underground uh, tunnel that is completely yeah. full of infected. That yeah, would have that, made a pretty decent set piece for a TV show. It would have. And that, that's the one moment that I think that they could have pulled it back in. But uh, it's also, I'm, I'm willing to give them the benefit of uh, the benefit of the doubt in that uh, it's kind of like a, a, not necessarily resourcing issue, but how, uh, how much more would you have enjoyed the episode? if five to ten minutes of it was Joel and Ellie fighting off infected before the rest of the events take place. Yeah, and that's because why I think it was cut, because... Yeah, it, 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 serves, it serves purpose of the story of them bonding through combat uh, early on. And they actually talked about how that, that's also how um, Ellie and David bonded in the game, was that they were fighting a lot of infected together to kind of, um, you know, fr friendship by, by um, survival type thing. But... Uh, that's true, that's all they do. But when you get towards the end of the game, or at the end of the story rather, do you really glean that much more info in a, in a narrative sense by watching them kill yet another zombie? <laughs> yeah. Yet another infected rather. But yeah, no, I, I, I think that that was the moment where they could have used it if they wanted to, and they chose not to for whatever reason. So um, looking at the time again, overall, uh, where, 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 where does Last of Us fall for you, rating-wise? Uh, I want to be fair and say... You could also split it into, into first half, second half, because you said it was the second half that kind of lost it for you. Overall, for me personally, like, a seven, because I did enjoy the first half a lot, and then the second half is where it started losing me a little bit. But, like, being fair on, like, production value and everything, I think this is, like, a nine. I think this is a really well-done show. Um, only, but only, here it comes. Only thing, really, <laughs> is that it kind of highlights how much of a just regular done-by-the-books zombie show The Last of Us is as a TV show. Like... It made a huge wave as being this big narrative thing in the video game uh, landscape. But as a TV show, I still feel like that overall, the setting and everything done is still fairly generic. And that's probably just because there's so much zombie stuff and zombie media out. And don't forget, The Last of Us Part 1 came out in... It, it came out in 2013, was which was still the heights of yeah. zombies being the big media thing. Yeah, he's definitely the. That was just before they started to drop off. Like, you had the Walking Dead series, both like the TV show and the Telltale series. 
you had that World War Z movie. You had all that kind of stuff. Yeah, there's there's um, so much zombie media out. Yeah, it's the same thing that are happening with like superhero movies now. They're becoming like played out. Yeah, yeah. But I look, I will watch this eventually. I think because I played uh, both games last year, it's still a bit raw. Is probably not the right word, but still probably a bit too familiar for me. Yeah, still pretty fresh. Um, and I think like the big hype around this is because the game had a really good story, and essentially all the TV show was just ported the story to the TV. Uh, added a couple of background things, taken about a bunch of the action out because it, you can't just keep fighting enemies and zombies for fucking ages on TV. It wouldn't get it get it become like John Wick, um, which is which is like good as a movie, but it's not good as a TV show. And I think it sort of entered the mind of uh, to use us to use the common phrasing. Is a lot of a lot of my non video game friends, a lot of normies, have like, oh hey, have you played that Last of Us game? And I'm like, yes, I talk about it on a world famous podcast. You should listen to it. Uh, and then, like, they, they asked me all the questions about, like, does this happen in the game? And I'm like, yeah, it does. There's just, just a lot more padding in the middle, especially when you're playing on hard and you get eaten by that bloater 40 fucking times. <laughs> yeah. Like, that, that's why I was saying, like, the back half of the game, it feels like does, uh, the infected are more there for gameplay reasons rather than story reasons. The only thing I think, the only infected moment I think that could have been in the show that could have helped the, um, the story was doing the Ellie and um, David survival at, yeah, no, wait, I'm, for, I'm forgetting his name. Yeah, it's David, isn't it? The, which one, the pedophile Yeah, the guy? pedophile cannibal. Yeah, it's David. Yeah. David. Um, having, having that moment where they both had to survive together against the horde of infected that was in the game, that could have helped because well, that, the- that kind of reinforces again the kind of familiarity through survival and soft trust but not entirely i don't know what do you think pat what would you rate it um yeah nine nine to nine and a half i i really enjoyed it but i'm also um so i i don't have any of the gripes that seth does about the kind of back half losing me because i when 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 i want a video game when i want an adaptation of a video game doing something like what the last of us did where there's like you know a little sprinkling of, of extra bits and pieces but like the the raw kind of heart of it is just ported to a different medium i like not even necessarily for me but also to advance uh i guess the kind of cultural it's it's kind of like the reverse of of what you were saying Stephen. like people asking like oh have you played the last of us game because the more um the more eyes get attached to that sort of thing i don't know it's, it's it's almost like a like a selfless propagation type thing like i i understand that there has not been a good monster hunter or like um uh a non monster hunter video game adaptation because they did the animated ish movie and then they did the live action movie and both of them had their issues sure but i will never regret their creation because their creation only serves to help highlight how uh, good, cool, whatever word you want to use, both video games and, in my case specifically, Monster Hunter is. So, uh, yeah, I, I really liked what they did with Last of Us, and I'm really excited to see what they do with Part 2. Um, Sorry, I just, want to, I just want to chime in one more note, because I feel like I, I just had, like, a moment I want to talk about to kind of highlight my, like, in quotes... L- it started losing me sort of thing. So the moment after, like, 
after the David interaction, it's got that um part That's where- That's one word. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's got Ellie freaking out and Joel grabs her and, and she's like, gets- She's like, starts sobbing and he's like, I got you, I got you. And like reassuring her. And- and you're like, not for me. <laughs> no, not that. It's like that moment hit. That moment hit me really hard in the game, and seeing it play out on the TV show is like, yeah, okay, that they did that scene, and it's like, I'm I'm seeing people on uh, online talk about it, and they're like, they're digging into like the the way he Joel's um cradling her and like repeating himself to reassure her, and they're all like getting really deep in invested in the scene. And it's like, these are people that are seeing this scene for the first time for the TV show and they're like losing their minds over it. And I respect that. I, um, but it's just like, for me personally, I went through those emotions 10 years ago and those emotions didn't get risen back up, seeing it play out on TV. That's kind of where I'm coming from in the, it, started losing me in the second half when they were playing it straight more and more. So, okay, well, I mean, I, I feel like I have to ask that at this point then. What, <laughs> what would they, what could they have done in that part of the TV show? I don't, I don't think it's anything they could have done. That's, yeah, why I, okay. that's why I say my feelings on that is that the show is for people that have experienced, maybe, I feel like this show is for people that are experiencing it for the first time on TV and not for me who got em- like their, all their emotions for The Last of Us out what, as playing it out the first time all those years ago. Mm. Like, because it, I, I think that, that's, why, that's why my view is more, I really like when they expand on the world more. Like I get like that. I don't want it to be entirely everything else. I really appreciate all the stuff they do with Joel and Ellie and keeping their story intact. It's just when it's just that, um, it's just that being played straight. It's like, I've gotten, I've, I've seen all those emotional beats and lived through it before that seeing it play out on TV doesn't do anything new for me. I also wonder if you had, if, if you went through the opposite, if you watch the TV show and then you're like, wow, I really like the TV show. I'm going to go play the game. Because the I imagine one- I would have felt the same way doing it, but like in the reverse, playing it through the game. There'd probably be moments in the game that hit me more doing it interactive. But the cinematic, the cinematic moments, probably not as much. Like, I'd probably be really tense in the boss fight against David. But the aftermath, I'd probably be just as emotionally detached. As emotionally detached as Ellie was. Yeah, because <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I think there's a larger discussion to be had around the role of what control over a situation does for your emotional attachment to that situation. Yeah. Uh, which is something we absolutely will not get into now. But uh, because I, uh, the reason I bring that up is because I had a very... A small scale version of that with the ending of the show because the difference in agency watching Joel (laughs) actually (laughs) there's a joke that I thought about making there I will not (laughs) 
<laughs> watching Joel rescue Ellie. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Watching Joel rescue Ellie versus being in more active control of Joel rescuing Ellie and the difference in emotional impact that that has. And I don't think it's, it's just a because- very, it, It's very different tonally in the show and the um, game. Yes, it is. I feel. And I, and I also don't think it's because I've, you know, watched it play out being in- I, yeah, I don't think the difference in how I experienced the ending is solely because of, uh, as you say, having played through it 10 years ago uh, already. So, yeah, I think, I think returning to this um, might also might even need to be a more sort of spoiler castery type um, thing to really kind of deep dive further because I think, I think there was a lot more that could be said, but I think we're going to move on because this has been a 40 minute segment off of what probably shouldn't have been a 40 minute segment. In saying that, I feel, I feel like I. Oh boy, here no, no, this is this is me ending the subject. I feel like I got everything off my chest that I needed to say. I don't think there's anything I could add to a spoiler cast discussion that I haven't already oh, okay. said here. Interesting. I I right, think well. I think the discussion would more be about like just a straight up discussion about control versus passive watching. That was going to be the main angle of uh, discussion, but anyway, yeah, cool, sweet, we can move on. Um, Steve. Tell us about uh, Pokemon and how you managed to lie cool. on your um, uh, entry, because I'm pretty sure this was only for, was it under 15s? Was that the category you're going for? Yeah, good one. Yeah, bad funny. <laughs> um, so, well, actually, you know what? Let, let me address that uh, slander. Um, so, uh, the it's, Pokemon, it's not under uh, 15. It's all ages. Thank you very much. Fuck you too. <laughs> um, so the Pokemon, uh, they call it a VGC, which is Video Game Championship, and they have it split into three different sort of areas. Um, there's pretty much the juniors division, which is uh, people born. That's your sport. Um, no, it's like around about people that are between like, uh, I think it's 10 to 13. And then they have the seniors division, which is about 13 to 17. And then they have the masters division, which is 18 onwards. And that's where I'm at, baby. I'm a master, yeah, Pokemon master, some might say. Uh, so essentially, um, I got into the VGC a bit, um, specifically with Scarlet and Violet at the start of this year. I decided, like, you know what, you're a good game. I'm going to keep playing online and all that kind of thing. And I really did enjoy it. Um, so I thought, you know what, let's actually turn that into something fun. Uh, so for the low, low cost of $35 redos, um, I entered this competition. Uh, it's, it's tomorrow. Um, I built my team. I've been using Pokemon Showdown, which is essentially a simulator, because the different thing about this competition is that it's the first day or the first tournament, really, um, where Regulation C rules will be applied. And Regulation C essentially means you can use all the Paradox Pokemon and all the Treasures of Ruin Pokemon. And it's the Treasures of Ruin Pokemon that are new to the format and there's a lot of discussion that i'm seeing on like different forums and online about how this is going to interact and what which one to use what team to use and all that type of thing are people still worried uh, so about Lucy, the fish because i remember that popping up on Don fucking bozo don bozo don fucking bozo god i hate that fucking goddamn fucking dumb fish oh look at me i've got a fish and it's a sushi in my mouth oh get a no, not that one. i mean that. the the treasure of ruin one the one that's oh, she you yeah, yeah that's the firefish. Yeah, no, I'm using that one. The, Mad. the LED um, beads. Yeah, pretty much. Well, it, it, so, and a lot of the, a lot of the worry about this is, 
my experience with the Pokemon VGC meta is there's like what pretty 20, 25, possibly even 30 different permutations or, com- or combinations of different Pokemon you can use. Uh, and it's how you use it. So if I'm using Chi Yu, its special ability lowers the special defense um, of all Pokemon on the other side of the field. So it makes sense for me to use a bunch of special attackers on that team. You know what special attackers don't have? Fucking good defense to physical attackers. So if I hit a physical attacker team, I'm good. It's a lot of like, it's a weird sort of maneuverability game. And what I've sort of been, because I've been watching a lot of the other championships in like different American region, regional divisions. Um, and it's a lot of people that are doing, like the pool is about 10 or 15 Pokemon and it's about how they use them. Like head to head, it literally comes down to like one or two plays where the person has either read what their opponent's going to do or misread it and that's fucking it. Um, and that's sort of what I think is really, I want to say, I don't, you know, I don't want to say fun because I try to overcomplicate it and I try to do all of the big brain play. If I was in their position, I'd do that. So then I'm going to try and counter it. But it turns out that everyone's just the lowest common denominator and they just do whatever they fucking want and I get blogged. Ugh. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'll report my progress in. I don't want this to be a, a big update. I'll report my progress. Um, when I come back, I will say though, uh, out of all like the meta teams, I've used, I'm using that belly bolt Pokemon, um, that big toad with the electricity in his tummy. Um, that's like my sort of unique thing because it's, I think it's pretty cool, and this is the way that I'm going to use it with that Chi Yu to lower special defense will be pretty cool. Um, so the, the format is pretty much I go tomorrow. I'll play I think ten games. And if I win enough to make the top uh, day two, which I think day, day two is the top 32, um, then I'll, it'll be like a bracket sort of format. Um, and then there we go. I'll have a chance of winning. And if I win, I think it's five grand is the prize pool. So I'll, uh, it's a fair bit of coin to go into the back pocket. Do you, do you, um, have, to, so you, know, do you have to battle the, uh, the juniors and uh, seniors <laughs> to, to get the prize? Or? Uh, no, I do not think it works like that. Imagine that though, it's like a winner takes all type of thing and you up, go up, it's like a 13 year old and they fucking like flog you. Um, if you win, you take their rarest Pokemon. Well, if I win, I take five grand from them. Um, and I think because they're underage, it's offered as a scholarship. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then because it's Pokemon, you get to add their number to your Pokenav and you can come back and rematch them at any time <laughs> later on. Hey, my Rotata's gotten really strong. Give, give, give me your fucking money. Um, give, give me the amulet coin. I'll start robbing them blind. What, does mum and dad want to get in on this? I'll rob them blind too. Um, yeah, so like I, 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 I'm, I'm really heavily dealing with the butterfly tummy at the moment. Um, went for a run uh, this afternoon because I just couldn't really wind down after work. And the whole run was like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to go to the Pokemon thing. Blah, blah, blah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I'll probably post on social media if I do make it to day two because day two is broadcast. Um, I don't think all the matches are broadcast, just like a certain couple of them. Uh, but maybe I'll make it. Um, yeah, so send, send thoughts and prayers, um, even though the, it'll be over by the time everyone listens to this, but uh, I'll do some sort of... Maybe I might dab if I make it to like a um, the second day and my game gets broadcast, I'll just start dabbing on people and throw them off. Um, but yeah, I'm mega excited if you can't tell. 
Um, Listen, no, ma- no matter how you do, I'm proud of you for even trying. Thanks, babe. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've never really done something like this before. Like, everyone talks about, like, fighting game championships, StarCraft championships, Overwatch, or anything that other to do with esports. But I think, yeah, you know what? I can make it. Man, speaking of, Evo <laughs> Japan my- is happening right now. Is it? Well, That's not, not right now, right now. I think they're done with day one, but it's happening this weekend. Ah, you reckon that's bigger than the Pokemon regional tournament? Uh, I'd have to check the numbers. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd say it will be, yeah. I think they're selling a bunch of merch and stuff, so like I might uh, leave the old credit card at home so I do not get scalped. <laughs> um, but yeah, I packed my bag, I got snacks, got a uh, Barocca, because apparently, according to... and. May God forgive me for uttering this word on the podcast Reddit. Um, everyone's like, oh, you make sure you have caffeine for the second part of the day. And I'm like, I'm not getting caffeine. I'll shit myself. I'm getting Barocca. <laughs> um, give me those B vitamins. But yeah, I got snacks as well. Chicken crimpies. Good luck charm. Uh, but yeah, man, that's it. I'll, I'll, I'll report in. Uh, this, Wait, what happened to your nuts? I go, like, uh, what happened to your plan of taking nuts to throw at people with uh, peanut allergies if they, to help okay, win? Yeah, okay. Yeah, um, thanks for spoiling it. Like, now it's probably going to be used in a, like, crime that is premeditated. <laughs> now, now they're going to use it on Steve. <laughs> Absolutely. Do not release this episode. Edit that out. Um, I was going to throw the nuts at them and yell out, what are these? <laughs> and then as they go into anaphylactic shove, I'm like, Sorry, but it, it wasn't- Oh, he's disconnected, it, sir. It wasn't a what are these that is funny. It's the way you said it that was funny. <laughs> Pocket sand. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, send thoughts and prayers. You might be talking to a Pokemon champion. This probably, if I go like zero to 10, I probably will never play Pokemon again. Um, you better not show up on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, don't come in. <laughs> hey, I like you guys. Don't come in fast travel lounge tomorrow. Um, oh, dear. But <laughs> Can't wait for you to go yeah, into work yeah, and everyone asks how the Pokemon tournament went. I did not tell a single soul at work. Um, they asked me what I was doing for the weekend, and I said, oh, yeah, no, I might just have a quiet one. Um, <laughs> if I win, we might have a different discussion. Um, if I don't win, which is technically more likely, yeah, I just had a quiet one. That's, that, yeah, that, 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 that's when, that's when uh, one of your colleagues marches up to you angrily on Monday saying, my kid tells me that you beat him in Pokemon on the weekend. <laughs> Isn't your kid six? Your kid should have been better. <laughs> like I said, this tournament's all ages. All right. All right. You know what? I, I changed my story. Steve marches angrily up to his colleague and says, your son beat me at Pokemon on the weekend. <laughs> my son's six years old. Listen, tell your son to get so, off the video games. Yeah. They're playing too much. They're bad for him. They're bad for him. And I'm going to be bad for him in a minute. Does your um, daughter touch grass or... <laughs> Uh, okay, let's call it there. I'm, I, knew, I knew this was going to be a roasting session. Oh, actually, I, I also I got like a, a haircut as well. So now I've got like, so I used to have like nipple length hair. Now I've got, uh, sh- sh- uh, someone said that I looked a bit like Vegeta, but with like, cause like the hairline. Um, so that wasn't very funny. Condolences. That's a new one. Yeah, the last, like, time like, you, last one you told me was someone said you looked like Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, so then- I got Sonic the Hedgehog, I got Sephiroth as well. I had and to one-up them by saying you didn't, look like Sep- uh, you didn't look like Sonic, you look like Sonic Man. No one knows who Sonic Man is. Yeah, Everyone knows Sonic, Sonic, Sonic Man. 06. Everyone's played yeah, Sonic okay, 06. Cool. Everyone loves Sonic Man. Um, you know what? If you don't know 
Actually, if you do know who Sonic Man is, write into this show. There you go. A bit of affirmative action. The people get, get those engagement numbers that. up. Yeah, leave a like. Uh, uh, you know what? Even if you don't know who it is, <laughs> like, comment, subscribe, and tell a friend. Right in asking who is Sonic Man. <laughs> that should be the audience question this week. That will be next week because people will write in. But yeah, Pokemon tournament tomorrow. I'm very nervous. Uh, send thoughts and prayers. No, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it'll go well. I'm sure it'll go well. Let's see how we go. Look, actually, actually, joking aside, I do actually think it's really cool that you try and get out. Yeah, no, it is. I don't, I don't think it was fucking cool. It was thirty five dollars. Um, I'll report in with like hygiene uh, concerns as well. Um, if it smells or something. <laughs> Well, yeah. just be cool with all the people that have the worst hygiene. Like the- yeah, te- te- tactically and- shit your pants. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think it's against the rules. Uh, oh, and they also dropped it the, because I'm pretty sure the last um, Australian tournament uh, over in Perth. I know, right? Perth had a fucking Pokemon tournament before Sydney. Um, they still had the COVID rules up, so you had to wear a mask inside. And apparently there was a bit of trouble enforcing it and people didn't know because it's like COVID doesn't exist. And COVID never fucking existed in Perth. So it was like a weird type of thing. And now they've dropped it um, internationally, but I'm still going to bring a mask just in case. Um, I don't really, if someone tells me to wear it, I'll wear it, but I'm not going to uh, mask up. I will be sanitizing my hands quite fiercely, but something about Pokemon players are not washing their hands. I'm speaking from experience here. But yeah, uh, segue me off. Uh, sure. Uh, I guess that brings us to the end of Round Lunch for this week. Means we get to move on to part two for this week, which is, of course, the news. Starting off, multiversus news. Uh, I, all right, full disclosure, I actually thought that they went through uh, general release. I completely forgot that they only released the, the, the open beta, but the open beta is uh, uh, going to the farm for a couple months. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm in your boat. I thought, like, there was that weird beta thing they had. Uh, like a million years ago and then we played it and then it was like it closed down for a bit and then they did this and I thought that was the full game but no it's actually the open beta so I very I thought when they did the 1.0 patch that was supposed to be official release because they took people's money and uh, yeah. I feel like right after LeBron James and then they went and now we're going to do patch 1.0 we're going to introduce battle pass properly in season one I thought that was going to the full release but no that was still all open beta well, that's probably a big thing to say about this as well. They were like, my, the game was free to play, but there were microtransactions. As fucking every game has these years. Um, and there were purchase versions. Re- fucking expensive. What's your purchase yeah, versions? There were, there were very expensive purchase versions called the Founders Packs. Oh, yeah. And it came with like all the characters unlocked and like all the costumes. That's right. Yeah, it was like 60 bucks or something. That's right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, so those, if you paid for that, yeah, money literally stolen. Um, which is very fucking money stolen for a year. So I can't tell. Um, the way that this—it's uh, literally the multiverses press release. It doesn't really say if the what if you purchase something will come to the new version, or am I just missing it? No, they um they said somewhere in here that oh yep. Um, what will happen to previously earned or purchased in-game content or progress in previously earned content uh, will carry over to the full release in early 2024. Oh, shit, I must have missed that part. Well, that's fine. Then. It's, it's, it's near the bottom of the page. Oh, you you, you know what I think would be hilarious? 
they if- so uh I guess to, to put the other date on this, uh, they are closing it as of, I saw it in here before, June 25th. There we go. Um, so shutting June 25th until uh, they release in what is basically a year onwards. Um, yeah, and you uh, have uh, until uh, April the 4th to um, download it, which I think is when we release this episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think it'd be really funny if they get to 2024 and they're like, all right, open beta's back up. <laughs> they they cannot do that. They they absolutely have to make it the full release when it comes back in 2024. But I don't know what a full release does. Like we played this game last year. I thought it was in terrific condition. Um, I kind of dropped off it because I not I marketing. These are party games for me. You reckon? I reckon doing a full release next year, saying look, it's back. We'll get people to come back onto the game because they were bleeding players over the last few months i don't think they i don't think they knew what to do after the second season of content and they they're still working on doing a single player mode so once all of that's done and once they have a a definitive character rollouts plan they'll relaunch it next year get all the good marketing press of hey the game's back get everyone to come back onto the game and yeah it'll just boost their numbers again yeah, yeah and, then, and repeat, right? And then and then start the um patch at 1.0 again. God, imagine. Then it goes on, yeah, then it goes online offline for another year. I, comes back after a year. I don't know about you guys, but I really like when my platform fighters announce uh season 3 of content when the game first comes out. Look, I I, I want to be reminded that there's always something happening. Well, let's, so look at something like this um that I kind of after season two finished, they released a couple of characters like um like the fucking Gremlins character or whatever it was. The Furby. They um, released two Adam of them. Never... Yeah, and that was like six months ago, and then they did nothing. Um maybe it was like eight or ten months ago. They did fucking nothing for a while. But then look at something like Pokemon Unite. And I don't know if you guys have been keeping up with Pokemon Unite, but that like literally every month or two they get like a new uh Pokemon to play with. They're doing new maps, different events. That literally, and from what I understand, it's got like a very uh, core community base, and they've got like what sixty or seventy characters you can play as now. Like, unless literally just they're sort of not grinding away at it, but they've they've got a roadmap. They know what they want to do, and they keep engaging the community. And it just seems like Multiverses didn't. It had the lightning in a bottle for two weeks, and then it just didn't close the lid. It just let it go. I, I was like, oh, I, I cannot wait for Pokemon Unite Dexit. I, I what do you mean? Like, like when, gonna... when, when they get so bloated that they just have to start again. Oh, Pokemon, okay, Pokemon, yeah. uh, Pokemon Unite 2 and they cut out a quarter of the roster. <laughs> yeah. No, like, yeah, you know, the animations just didn't like port over properly and everyone's like, the game files are right here. We, we can see you moving right into the trash bin. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, there's DLC for $45. You get the old ones back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was I was kind of under the impression that P- you they just keep this open beta up until full release. You know, besides the point of us thinking the full release was already out. Yeah, eh, whatever. Yeah, very strange. I'm. They did bleed. I think the, the important thing is to remember is that they did bleed players so much. Yeah. Um. When when you have a live service game like this, like going back to what you were saying about Pokemon Unite you kind of need a new character out every month or two or some sort of content drop every month or two to keep people invested. 
And because they haven't done anything for like the past six months, it's why people were bleeding, uh, like why the player count was bleeding so badly. And it was also such, a, such a big, it was such a big launch that people play fighting games for a week and then drop off that it was such a big noticeable number drop. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's something, there was no, it was like literally after the first or the second week, it was like, yeah, yeah, that was all right. I'm done with it though. Um, and they did nothing to bring me back. Yeah, um, I it's interesting about the story mode, but I hope that's like a Super Smash Brothers story mode where it's um, Kirby tries to save everybody. That was fun. I think it's going to be more like an arcade ladder. Ah, uh, dumb. Oh, but anyway, on on a slightly positive note, if you um if you download it before April fourth, uh, even when it goes offline, you'll be able to play it offline. Um, so you can do local matches and stuff. So I guess people can run tournaments of this if they want to at Evo. Is it going at Evo? It's not an official game. I don't think it was ever an official game for Evo. They just had that side tournament last year for, what was it, 100 grand? Still pretty good. Yeah, 100 grand's pretty Um, fucking good. Yeah, I'm looking at the, um, the Evo Japan lineup and it's not there. Oh, yeah, no, Evo Japan wouldn't give a shit about this game. I don't think Evo Japan yeah. gives a shit about platform fighters in general. I don't think it's Smash has ever been on it. Smash is on anything. What are you talking about? Um, okay, cool. Sound is off. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I, hard I, stop, I, hard stop. I was, I was, I was trying, to, I'm trying to, I'm so fucking tired. I couldn't think of, like, anything nice to tie, tie to um, Resident Evil 4. But um, next up, Resident Evil 4. Uh, we have some absolutely massive uh, sales. Like, almo- I almost want to say approaching Pokemon. Would that be? Would that is, is that crazy to say? Because Pokemon I'd say did it's what, at least 7 approaching Monster Hunter. Yeah, Pokemon did what seven million in the first week, or was that also the first couple of days? I think it was the I weekend. Think it was the first couple of days. Yeah. Yeah, like it's first weekend, then it was like what twenty million after the first month or some bullshit like that. Yeah, yeah okay. some maybe, maybe, not, like that. maybe not quite Pokemon numbers, but uh, three three million to mm-hmm. Resident Evil Four in the first two days is pretty good. Um, that sounds amazing. Yeah, for essentially a, another go around. And, Don't and, forget that this game yeah, is on. And, and that's the thing single. is that this is this is a a more than twenty year old game. Like, what are you guys doing? You can just play the original, right, Steve? No, old game bad, new game old good. Old game bad, old game bad. <laughs> Um, well, I, I have no love for the original Resident Evil 4. It came out on the GameCube, didn't it? It's been, um, it's been out on everything since the GameCube. Oh. I think the, yeah, I think the, 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 only, I think the only consoles it skipped <laughs> since the GameCube release is the original Xbox and the Dreamcast, which was dead by then. But it's been on every console Where? since. Yeah. It was on the PS2. It, it was on over. everything for 7th generation. Yeah, I, remember, I do remember it coming out for the 360. I mean, three three million in two days is pretty impressive. I wonder if I wonder if they do a if they should do a Last of Us remake to cash in on that. Probably probably pull a couple million. So, I, 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 I assume it do pretty well. Well, anyway, I don't want to talk about Last of Us again. <laughs> um, as someone who's never played any of the Resident Evil games, um, horror games are too scary for me. And the, if I have the light on, there's too much glare. Um, are they just going to keep doing Resident Evil remakes until? Like they eventually get to Resident Evil Village, which came out three years ago, and I think they're going to get to the point where they remake Resident Evil Six and then stop. Resident Evil Six was a a three six PS4 game, wasn't no, it? No, it was a three sixty and oh, PS3 360. game. Ah, oh, interesting. 
Yeah, whatever. You gonna get this, Steph? You seem like a guy that enjoys your Resident Evil. I will. Uh, I don't have it right now, um, but I will get it down the line. And from from everything I hear, Resident Evil 4 was like um, generation defining and one of the greatest games of all time. And this is basically hitting on the same level, but punching at this current year's <laughs> level of greatest of all time uh, genre defining. So Yeah, um, but they, they censored Ashley's skirt, but... They also censored her two biggest assets, her ears. Isn't there that meme going around that she's a mouse or something? Yeah, I don't know. for some I reason, there's like this huge art meme going around right now, and I think it's hilarious. I, I, what? Mouse, mouse I Lee Graham. Um, are you going to get this, Pat? Do you have any interest in Resident Evil? So, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of how to answer this. Short answer, no. But, <laughs> yeah, okay. lo- but longer answer is... It's always been the sort of game that I've like been kind of curious about, but never really cared enough to actually pick it up. Give the chainsaw but, demo a try. I played that a little while ago, and it's it's really good just off that small demo. Yeah, like I've seen, I've I've watched people play various Resident Evils over the years, and it looks like the sort of game that I would probably think is fine. There wasn't anything that the game did that made me suddenly really want to go out and play it myself. But at the same time, uh, you know, I've only heard good things about the remake. And if I'm going to pick one of them, RE4 seems like the hands down best one to go for by every account. So I don't know. So it, it certainly won't be a full price thing unless everyone else gets it. And I don't want FOMO, but yeah, some somewhere in there is a, there's a chance I play it. Do you have to play the other Resident Evil remakes to play this one, or is it is it like a story continuation thing? It's a story. My con- understanding is it- it's a story continuation of RE2 in the loose sense of you're playing Leon, uh, but they kind of go, they kind of summarize everything you need to know about Leon for uh, at the beginning of RE4. They they just go, hey, this happened uh, in Resident Evil 2. This happened in between games, and now you're here. So you don't need to play it. It's a very good and easy starting mm. on point. But I will have to get one, two, and three because God forbid I start at four. That's just actually four is my lucky number. It's a fun fact about Steven. So you're going to enter the Pokemon tournament with four Pokemon, right? That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> well, technically you start you pick you have six and you pick four from that, so yeah. Yeah, don't you feel guys feel very smart now? Just don't worry about the other two. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Resident Evil 4. That's a game. Doing very good. Hmm, very good indeed. Um, I don't remember which of you uh, said that uh, it's a game that, uh, that you... Shoot, like, you literally just said it, but it was phrased so perfectly for the segue. Shoot. Uh... <laughs> it was genre-defining and... No, 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 no. The other side. Something, something about um, it defined the uh, console g- generation. God, Seth, shut up. <laughs> something, something about uh, God forbid I play this game before I play the other ones. Um, speaking of other games that God forbids you were playing, uh, Forspoken gets DLC. <laughs> See, I was going uh, with those because this is like the exact opposite end of what RE4 is hitting on. This, this is defining the generation the in the opposite sense. <laughs> This is this is the uh, Sonic 06 of the PS5. <laughs> I way <wait. Hey. laughs> interesting. 
Um, how much is it? This DLC. Um, I don't know how much it is by itself, but it's included in the deluxe edition of the game. It better be. So on the Microsoft Store, Forspoken is on sale. Microsoft um, Store. Twenty-three. D- yeah. All oh, right, PC Microsoft Store. Yeah, PC. Yeah, sorry, I should have said that. Um, it does look like it. Yeah, it does look like it's. If I didn't know it better, but it's just playable on PC. No, you're right. Um, actually, this is American dollars. Anyway, no, never mind. It, it looks like this. To to get the deluxe edition on Steam, it's one hundred and fifty three dollars. Fucking hell! Jeez. Yeesh. Fucking. Yeah, you know what? Do do I do I Don't, get a stake in Luminous Productions if I buy that? You wouldn't want it. Um, <laughs> no, because now. Luminous Productions is about to not exist. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. I, uh, there's there's a whole bunch of sort of awkward silences talking about this DLC because there's sort of nothing to talk about. It's just this is the final nail in the coffin for Luminous Productions, and hey, May twenty sixth, get get out your obituaries for that uh, for that studio. Yeah, I don't if you want to get the Forspoken Digital Deluxe Edition on the Microsoft Store, it is currently fifty dollars off, so it's a hundred and two dollars. That's still too much. <laughs> yeah. Imagine paying triple digits for Forspoken. Imagine, imagine paying, I don't know, imagine paying triple digits for something that says it's $50 off. <laughs> imagine paying triple digits for a video game. Bro, just wait. It's been like, what, less than two months since this game came out? It's 33% off. There's no way it's only been two months. <laughs> no, it has, it has <laughs> only been two months. Oh it my came gosh. out at the end of January. Well, give it another couple months. You'll get they'll be giving it away for free. <laughs> I, I do very much Everything like the release date of this. Is get it out before Final Fantasy sixteen. We just push it out. We don't care about it. Final Fantasy six is next yeah. hot thing. No one will give a shit about the Forspoken DLC by the time that comes. <laughs> all right. Yeah. All all um all jokes aside, if Luminous Productions comes out and says, "Hey guys, we're closing the uh, Forspoken open beta until." Uh, <laughs> Excuse until, me, uh, open release, beta? <laughs> un, 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 until release uh, early next year. You, you load up the game and you see that it says version 0.95. <laughs> they just roll the patch number back. Oh, man. Uh, anyway, yeah, not much else to say. If, if you like Forspoken, um, seek help, but also enjoy the DLC. We're not even going to touch on what the DLC is about because who gives a fuck? <laughs> It's called Intanta We Trust. That's the, that's the name of the DLC. Whatever, whatever comes to your mind right now that you're thinking of, it's that. That's exactly what it is. You got it. It's, it's crazy how accurately if, if you're asking you what were the able to figure out the is, DLC. Then you're safe. Um, anyway, next up in the list, I realize I said the bad word. Um, we have a remake uh, of uh, Live Alive. I'm excited for this. No, hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. So, because uh, this is an audio medium, nobody will understand this. It is literally spelled live a live. Why do you call it live alive? Uh, I'm sorry. How do you spell live? L-I-V-E. How do you spell live? L-I-V-E. That's what I'm saying. How do you know which one is which? It might be live or live. I think. <laughs> wow, I think... this guy. <laughs> so, so to put it to put the. 
to put Steven in his place, I'm pretty sure this game's title is called Live Alive. That's yeah. just stupid. All right, Pat. Um, it's a JRPG. Come, come on, Steve. Let's go make our own game. Look, I'm not saying we're both wrong, but... <laughs> Wait till I hear about data. There's data. Where's NIDA, eh? Am I right, fellas? What? Like, like data? Like data? Like data. I fuck, yeah. there's, I there's no Y in it. Yeah, but like the way that I'm pronouncing it, data. So anyway, yeah, you're like a person um, that calls a beta tester a beta tester. <laughs> oh boy, do I have some news for you? There's bees in my house. Oh no, <laughs> not beta. the bees. Uh, the gif of Oprah is the best one. Um, <laughs> it actually is. I fucking love that gif. Anyway, it is um, excellent. Live Alive, I think we might have talked about this last year when uh, it came to li- Switch. Live Alive, excuse me. Live Alive. We-, we will all say it our own ways. How does that sound? That sounds horrific. We should just agree on one and that one's mine. <laughs> Live Alive um, came out on Switch Fuck last me. year. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, it is, live take. and it is now coming to the PlayStation and PC systems this year on April 27th. So... A couple weeks away, and the demo was out. Yeah, right. what, what's it not coming to? What's it not coming to? Um, the Dreamcast. <laughs> a big surprise. <laughs> it's also not coming to the Xbox. What are we doing here, fellas? What are we doing? I'm just saying. Oh, no, look, no, no, wait, wait, wait. They're playing the Steve. long game. No, no, it's, 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 like, it's like Pokemon. There's two different ones. So uh, PlayStation and uh, PC is getting Live Alive, but Xbox is getting Live Alive. So, uh, so what I think okay. is going on is that Square Enix is Don't playing the me. long Google game. Google Live Alive. <laughs> X, uh, Square no, Enix no, actually, Google Live Alive. Uh, Google Live Alive. Live a live differences. You might actually get that to see know. what the difference are between the remake and the SNES version. Wow, how does and, it feel, Steve, knowing that SNES has 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 this, but you, but fucking Xbox doesn't. Uh, but yeah, it's, what what I think is going on is that um, Xbox versions of Square Enix games don't sell a whole lot, so they're waiting for Xbox to come to them and do a Game Pass deal so they can cash out on that. Finally, the Game Pass user will inherit the Earth. But yeah, no, really excited about this. This is supposed to be one of the best JRPGs of all time, and... I held out because I knew it was going. Uh, I had a feeling it was going to come to everything else after a year. So I'm glad that I held out for that. And they're also doing a thing at the moment where if you pre-order it, then you get twenty percent off the full price. So actually, wow, that's let, crazy. Let, is, let me double check the, that. Is the full price is twenty percent off the full price still triple digits? It is not. Um, the the. Uh, I just want to just want to. I have to. I legally have to make this comment, or else um I get in trouble from my financial institution. Um, please do not uh think that twenty five percent off a game is good. Remember, seventy five percent off. It is not an anime game. You can wait. Uh, regular price how, is seventy five dollars with the twenty percent off bonus at the moment. It, then it's sixty. Not 75% off, my friend. Maybe when it comes to Xbox, it'll be 75% off. It'll probably be 100% off because it'll be on Game Pass. Very cool. That's Game Pass. I cannot stop winning. <laughs> Someone's comment on the damn square, I guess you don't want my money for real on Xbox. 
Oh, good. Yeah. Um, yeah, anything else that, that I obviously excited, um, assuming that it does no, come yeah. to Xbox, you, you, um, excited for this one, Steve? Um, I've heard good things. I'll probably never get around to it because it's like an old school JRPG that probably takes 40 years to get. I just want to mention, after you said that there was a comment on this Gamatsu article, I wanted to scroll down as well. And someone said, was like, I was worried this would be stranded on the Switch. I don't think anybody's ever said something was stranded on the Switch. Everybody and their dog owns a Switch. It's a million copies out. Oh, okay. Uh, th- thank you for that, I guess. I- you know what? Dylan Kirby, if that's your real there's, name. There, there's some games that I feel like are in that situation of, man, I hope this doesn't stay on the Switch. Uh, like, No More Heroes Free, which ran like shit on the Switch and when it came to everything else got to be a real game. Or uh, Super Mario Odyssey. <laughs> or Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. <laughs> well, those ones fair, hurt. That is stranded. <laughs> those ones hurt. <laughs> uh, does it hurt as much as watching the World of Valisteia trailer for Final Fantasy 16? It does not. I, I actually, actually watched really- this. Yeah, I actually really liked this presentation, and for your information, Patrick, it, it was a PAX panel called Yes, You Can Pet the Toggle, a Final Fantasy 16 discussion, because the entire panel was about whether you could pet the dog or not. And what was the conclusion? You can, in fact, pet the dog, but you cannot kill it. Why? <laughs> Hang on. Why if you is want context, watch the hour-long video. Why? <laughs> If you want the full context, watch the hour-long video. Now, what happened was um, when they went to show the feature, um, they made a joke of instead of pressing the pet button, the um, the main producer Yoshi P hit the um attack button and ran past the dog and attacked the air. Uh, look, right. It um, really upset everyone in the it. audience. Look, it's a it's a digital dog. Like I'll be honest with you, fellas. Um, people that think patting the dog is a good feature in a video game. It is. So, or, or you can pat the dog, automatic 10 out of 10. It no, is. You, literally go outside, you can fucking pat a dog at your local park. I don't fucking I have three dogs at home sad. and I pet them all the time and I still want to pet the digital dogs. They deserve love too. You know what? I'm just going to say, people who pet digital dogs are very close to NFT bros. There, I said it. Prove me wrong. I will prove you wrong. I haven't purchased a single wrong. NFT. <laughs> Yeah, but you purchased a game to pet the dog? I have. There, there you go. There you go. Correlation does not equal causation. Ah, close enough. Close enough. <laughs> I just want you to think about that. I want, every, I want you at home to think about that as well. And, but yeah, no. Uh, um, they, this, they did, like I said, they did an hour-long presentation. I'm not going to go over everything that was in there. It's again an hour long they showed a lot but what they did show was all fantastic stuff the world of um Valacia uh, trailer that they showed um highlights more of the environments of the game and some traversal and this is the exact type of map design I was hoping Final Fantasy 16 would go for so I'm super excited about that what that there is one that is not a open world game and that it's more zone based and all the zones are like really intricately designed. Fair enough. 
Uh, anything else you want to add to that, or can we move on? They showed a trailer of the um the kaiju battles, and they look sick. There, there's not much Is it like those big. There's not much to say about oh, those, but what they did show in that trailer was absolutely phenomenal. I can't wait for all the big set piece moments in this game. Um, I will uh, have to continue looking forward to it because there is nothing coming out on um, the Xbox. Anyway, moving on to a story that people actually care about. Uh, <laughs> well, rather, yeah, you know, more people I- besides me. No, 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 no. I was, I was thinking more like we care about Final Fantasy 16. We don't care about the plight of Steve. Um, but uh, also in Final Fantasy 16 news, oh. uh, it's gone gold. Oh yes, I, I already forgot about that. <laughs> I, I just went to the, I, straight I, to the next docket on the um, art, uh, on the news art, uh, news docket. Went to the next docket on the item, you fool. My, my um, guy, you are the one that added it to the docket. I know, but I mean, from the links I had open, I forgot. Twenty minutes ago, <laughs> I, I forgot to open it after adding it. So I'm just going through my tabs. Um, but yeah, Final Fantasy 16 has gone gold, which means it will not be delayed. It will come out on time. What does going gold mean? The games are uh, the games done and being printed on discs. Ah, oh, people still buy discs? I do. Um, very I have it pre-ordered for disc. Really? You've pre-ordered a game? Very interesting. It's Amazon, Amazon does really competitive pre-order prices. I can't help myself. I'd rather pay $85 to get it day one than $115. Or is this coming? Maybe it's coming for $125, actually. I've got to look into that later. Just for the price difference and knowing how much I'm saving. You could just wait six to 12 months. Get it 100% off. Have you learned nothing from Fancy 16? Have you learned nothing from um, from Forspoken, Babylon's Fall? Uh, I didn't Cyberpunk buy those because I could tell they were going to be shit from looking at them. I'm just saying. Yeah, Everybody thought Cyberpunk was going to be good. Because they were made I by screeners. I, I knew Cyberpunk wasn't a game for me, so I skipped it, and I made the right call on that. Anyway, we're good to move away from Final Fantasy? We are. Sweet. Well, in that case, uh, next up, we have roughly... 10 minutes of gameplay for Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom uh, coming uh, uh, it's actually out now isn't it? <laughs> yeah. No it is not. No? I, I made an oopsie on the um, news docket. I would put the new link there. Wait what? Oh the uh, the showcase. No the showcase is out. Oh, what are you guys talking about? Yeah. So the showcase came out uh, the other day um, on Wednesday I believe. Uh, they showed off not that much, to be honest. Um, they showed off a couple of links, new powers. Um, how he, he can sort of he like can put a rock on a stick. To... Nope. Y- y- let me get to. It. Let me let them. Let me cook. Okay, um, I will give like, you the stove. Um. Thanks. Get out of the kitchen. Uh, so essentially, like they've sort of alluded to the fact that there's like the normal ground, and there's sort of like these sky island things. Uh, and you can reverse time on a rock, and the rock will take you up or some bullshit. I don't know. It sounds fucking weird. But they then they said that, oh, hey, look, uh, the most hated thing with the old game, weapon durability, it's back. Yeah, you loved that, didn't you? Um, <laughs> and, and but wait, said, what if you uh, could actually? <laughs> I said no, Mister Aonuma. Please put the please put the weapon durability away. And he said, you know what? You know what kids like these days? Crafting. So how about we put Minecraft and Zelda together? 
So one of Link's new powers is to fuse. So essentially, you get a stick, you get a boulder, uh, and you put them together, and let's, you get a big fucking axe or a big fucking hammer type of thing um, that does like increased damage and stuff. It's it, and it increased durability. I think it resets the durability. Let's let's not uh, let's not let's not give them a break. Um, but the, I mean, uh, the fact that durability so is there at all is a is a death sentence. Well, it's not even durability. I could like double or triple the amount of durability. Like I, I do understand the need to find more weapons, but it's like okay, I've got this really cool weapon. Oh, it's gonna die in four hits. I'm not gonna use it. Um, but they, they did show a couple of interesting things with this sort of fuse mechanic. It's not just a a weapon building thing. Um, you can use it to make boardline vehicles. Like uh, in the trailer, it shows off. Um, so go, oh, we need to cross this lake. How do we do it? And they put three logs together. And for the sake of convenience, there's these weird boardline jet engine things on the ground. Um, <laughs> they attach it to the boat. They turn it on and the boat goes. They, they got inspiration um, from the hit game, Bandra Kazooie Nuts and Bolts. It definitely feels like that you can it looked cool in the game in a, in a weird kind of oh cool i can pick up everything whatever is around i can sort of use it to get to the next destination but is it my biggest question is does that work in practice like if i is every lake gonna have this oh there's three logs here oh, i wonder what i'm gonna do um it's yeah, I'm hesitant. Like, they probably will do. I think like, they but... saw people cutting down trees in um, Breath of the Wild to make bridges across chasms, and they're like, you know what? Let's make it easier for people to do that. But I'm not sure the cra- this crafting mechanic is the right way to go. Um, it doesn't. I don't know. I just crafting open world game. What are the, what's next? A hunger meter? Fucking hell. Just call it Minecraft to be done with it. I'm still very keen for this game. It's just this trailer didn't really show anything off. I'm not sure is it... No, we, we're not sure if it's going to have dungeons or if it's going to have the Breath of the Wild thing where it's those divine beasts. We're not sure if there are going to be trials or anything. It, like, this game comes out in like, 50 days or something. Uh, give me the something. The big thing I'm interested in is characters and story. Like, the stories in Zelda games are pretty basic, but they're still pretty interesting to go through and characters help make that a lot. Like you look at Twilight Princess and people love the shit out of Midna and, um, and Barty, I think it is. I haven't played Twilight Princess myself. I just know people sent Midna. Um, and then Ocarina of Time, you've got people like really liking all the characters in that. And Majora's Mask is known for its characters and side quests and world. It's like, those are the things I'm interested in with a Zelda game. Um, and this is just showing, uh, survival aspects, I guess is what you want to call it, or like creativity aspects more than anything. And it's neat, but it's not what I'm really interested in. I don't really think it, um, suits the Zelda universe as well. It seems like they're, they're trying something. Breath of the Wild. It's not, it's not a Zelda game that just slaps a Zelda skin on it. And it does work. It works very well, but it wouldn't have got that attention if it wasn't a Zelda game is always that big question. And it definitely seems like they're experimenting. Um, but then maybe the Zelda dungeon crawler thing doesn't work anymore and they need to go push, push the limits. I do appreciate they are pushing the limits and I'm very interested to see where this goes. Um, 
I don't think we should spend more than 10 minutes talking about a 10 minute gameplay video. <laughs> no, I think um, I think the last thing I want to mention on this um which hold on, give me a second because I lost it in my I lost my train of thoughts. Um choo choo spirit tracks. <laughs> yeah, never mind me. I lost my train of thought, go. Okay, you can edit that yeah, out. I can. Um yeah, unfortunately, while I have this game pre-ordered, um, I will not be playing it on release because I will be on holidays. I will be on a boat, uh, a boat in um that has no internet. So, um, I made a joke yesterday about oh, bring my Switch so I can play Tears of the Kingdom, and every all my normie friends are like, I don't know what that is. And I'm like, I'm not going to bring. That <laughs> um, the thing that's got me at the moment is that. What they showed, I don't understand why this took six years to make. It took six years to make the first Breath of the Wild game after um, Skyward Sword. And yeah, it, this, it definitely it, this, it's the same fucking game. Yeah, like I, I'm fine with it being the same game with added things on top of it. But why did it take as long as the first game to make? Nothing they've shown so far. Like. Gives an gives an idea of why it took six years to make this as well. Well, look, and don't forget, we it's probably a very big game. We've been shown a very small portion of it. Yeah, um, I, I, should, I want to see why it took that long, and they haven't shown that yet. Like, I, I, I'll, yeah, I understand yeah. if there is something in there, and I don't know. They're just being very secretive about this game, while also going, yeah, we we want you to pay seventy US dollars for this. Just trust the plan. Trust the plan, allegedly. But no, I'll cool. I'll do uh, the thing that Steve I'll I'll do the thing that Stephen loves the most, and I'll buy it, but play it emulated. There you are, psychologically <laughs> broken, my friend. <laughs> I I knew that would get a rise out of him. Okay, I'm done. Well, speak speaking of plans, uh, Steve, game Game Pass, big big Game Pass update. Debatable, I guess. Um, yeah, so... Well, uh, okay, releasing- no, you're right. It's oh, no, debatable you're right. in you're, that you're um, not- people like Steve that don't have friends or family probably don't care, but uh, everyone else might, that you can now uh, do something similar with uh, Nintendo Switch Online for families in that you can now share share uh, login details. You know, as, as Netflix once famously said, love is sharing a password. Yeah, so uh, they haven't really announced anything for Australia yet. So all us um, chat Australians might have to stand by for a bit. And uh, but but it's available it's, in New Zealand. So Patrick, you can take advantage of it. See, so well, I don't think it's like it's been officially announced for New Zealand. It's like they've been able to find things on dashboards. Um, yeah, no, they've been soft but, dropping it everywhere to test it out. Yeah, so they're predicting $40 New Zealand, um, which apparently is $25 US, which is what the price is. No, apparently it's, um, it's available in the US for $39.95 there. $39.95. Oh, wait, what? Okay, never mind. It's wait, like, you're reading the wrong article. I'm reading the, headli- I'm reading the headline making it imply that it's US $39.95, and then I scroll down and it's like, no, it's, it's $39.95 New Zealand. Fuck this! Fuck yeah, this article. Twisted voxel, eh? What a what a website. Um, I think we should probably uh, hang on and wait till like an official announcement. Like a shadow dropping it is very 
weird for an Xbox thing to do. Usually they do a big song and dance and wank themselves off about it, which I'm happy for them to do. That's fine. We all like a little bit of Xbox booge. Um, but let's, let, let's let the man cook, um, as I say to Phil Spencer all the time. But, but to, to take um, a little bit of bad with the, with the good, they also dropped their $1 subscription plan for Game Pass. Well, their $1 subscription plan was just for, like, new players anyway. It was, like, if you hadn't had it before, you get the first month for, or the first three months for a dollar or something. Yeah, but people, uh, people was, gained that system so hard. 100%. Yeah. I've, actually, no, I didn't. I gamed it one time and that was it. And then you um, started buying it from Turkey instead. Yeah, yeah. And now you're just a legal Turkish citizen. Hey, they had a big earthquake there and I'm com- contributing to their economy. If that's what being evil is, then I don't want to be good. I didn't say it was evil. You, the implication was there. It was noticed. I I was just making comments about what you do. (laughs) The implication was heard by all. (laughs) Um, All right. And speaking of um, Xbox, I'll take the reins of this, our fellow Xbox correspondent. Um, The UK seems to be siding with Microsoft uh, in the whole fight. Between Microsoft uh, on the Call and Sony. of Duty aspect, at the very least. Well, the whole Call of Duty aspect is the, well, this Sony's defense. I don't know why they're fucking using Call of Duty as a defense. Um, uh, uh, I, I remember looking at Activision's um, portfolio recently, and as, it was like, "All oh, right, they didn't release anything in the last two years except for Call of Duty games." Yeah, um, as because uh, there's the giant bombcast, which I highly recommend listening. Um, they've got Jeff Grubb on it, and he talks about Call of Duty as like this. They need infinite growth for Call of Duty. Like it's every year, it has to be going up and up and up in both sales numbers and microtransactions. And in um, doing so, they also have to start putting more and more people on it. So they've been gutting other, yeah. bit like Activision-owned developers to put them onto Call of Duty mines. Yeah, which just seems fucking strange, and it gets to a point where it's like it's just bloated and probably not working efficiently. So maybe that's probably why Activision sort of wanted to get rid or just wanted to be absorbed by Microsoft and have Microsoft essentially take the reins. Um, but then, but as, as, so I'd, I'd say some more stuff, much, but that's on topics I don't want to get into right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's yeah. Let's, let's, we can have a big spoiler cast episode on this and we can just, I just, uh, uh, yeah, we're, we're, let, let's do a big spoiler cast when it's over. Yeah. Yeah, let's start punching on because I get the feeling your takes are different from mine. But anyway, um, so essentially the UK's competitive and markets authority has pretty much sided with Microsoft and said, well, it'd be dumb for Microsoft not to bring Call of Duty to PlayStation because they want to make a profit, Um, which is pretty interesting uh, because realistically, we've got a the way that I've been thinking about this deal is that Microsoft isn't. Um, fighting against Sony anymore. It's fighting against like Google and Amazon. So they're thinking in terms of just money, money, money. So it, it, it probably doesn't make good financial sense now or even the next 10 or 20 years. But if they sort of eventually shut Sony out and get essentially a monopoly on the, on the console market, it'd be a very different sort of state of play. Okay, I, I guess I'm going to have to touch on it a little bit. I've, I've, oh, fuck you, I feel yeah. like Microsoft is trying to get a foothold or a monopoly on the Western side of the gaming industry. Yeah, or, or they, their numbers in Japan speak for themselves. They sell like they sell like what three or four copies. Yeah, and um, so like they're trying to bolster bolster themselves up by becoming 
the big American gaming giants and just dominate the US and Europe, I guess. And they're going on this. It so I I don't I don't necessarily blame them for this, but because of how Sony's been uh, behaving with the whole transaction scenario, but at the same time, I don't blame Sony for going. No, look, we don't want this transaction to happen because we we yeah, we, make this, yeah. we make so much deals with Call of Duty and stuff. We're protecting our business model. Um, but yeah, recently it's come out that um, Microsoft is is getting <laughs> getting US senators to send the hits to Japan so they can be like, look, Sony has a it's Sony has a monopoly in Japan. You should do something about that. We're we're selling we're selling less than three thousand uh, consoles in the console lifetime while they're selling so much. And on on the same hand, Sony. Sony put their own foots in their mouths when they made this weird claim to go, this is about the high-end console market. So they've started excluding PC and Nintendo from these arguments when including those could have helped their um, argument so much more. Yeah, because like the way they argued it or the way it was taken or something, the Switch is technically a, a portable console and the PC market is like it's a weird... Or you can use it for other stuff, not just gaming. So they, they've literally shot themselves in the foot by that. Yeah. And it just seems like Nintendo's come out the best because now they can have Call of Duty on the Switch, um, which is fucking crazy. That'll probably run at 10 frames a second. Yeah. Oh, that's the, that's the um, other thing. Um, It was like two months ago, the CMA was like, yeah, so we're not going to take these concession deals, Microsoft, because um, it's, it's kind of not legally binding and you can... You're you're in control and in power of these contracts and negotiations with these, and then Microsoft is like, "Yeah, we're going to go make deals with like five, uh, cloud networks that no one's ever heard of." And then the CMA turned around and went, "You know what? You're okay now. <laughs> we'll yeah, accept that." Was, yeah, that. Really hot. yeah, like as much as they are making concessions, uh, and you sort of had to take it in good faith, but the second this deal gets approved. Um, like I would really like Microsoft. Uh, I'd like it to be a good news story that they just don't back out of those um, those sort of deals. But they, anybody they, that thinks since, they won't since do it, those ones will be in written contracts, they'll probably have to keep to it. Unlike the um, the Zenimax one, where it was just on their words. They said, "No, we won't make anything exclusive." And then recently, it's, we promise. Yeah, and then it's recently come out like, "Yeah, so we had Redfall being developed for the PS5, but." Once the uh, acquisition came through, they was like, yeah, no, cancel that and just focus on the Xbox version. And then Microsoft's come out recently and said, no, that's that's false. We never we never canceled anything. In fact, future games is going to be on a case by case scenario. We're going to talk about. Yeah, case by case. Do we want it for PS5? No. Yeah, right. They should be talked about. It. Yeah, yeah. But without getting into this deal too much, it does look like um, it's going ahead. Uh, all aboard the train. Um, it is good for me as a Game Pass subscriber. Um, we literally cannot stop winning. Uh, I still think it'll be good for the video game industry as a whole because that whole I, exclusivity I will drive. Yeah, we, we, we get into that. Blah, 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 blah. Get into that as a spoiler cast later. But it's happening, Seth. Strap yourselves in. I, if, if it goes through, I am not mentally prepared for the um, acquisition war that will happen. Good. There are two developers left. Um, what are your thoughts, Pat? Uh, I don't really have any. 
at all. Wow. Shocked. One. But you love Game I'm, you love Game Pass, don't you? Hades was on Game Pass. No, that was Seth's game, sorry. <laughs> so Patrick played Hades before. Sorry, I, I, I did, and I paid full price at the time for it. Wow. Actually, actually, no, I don't think I did. I think I think that one might have been a um New Year's Eve sale, now that I think about it. Ooh, very nice. Because I don't know why I would have randomly bought it and then played it on New Year's Eve if it wasn't on sale. Yeah, I don't know. Um, there are people that are smarter than me with what this stuff means. I, I mean, I have a PS5, which I've played all of like two games on, <laughs> and I have no interest in getting an Xbox. So, however it shakes out is however it shakes out. Fuck Call of Duty. Yeah, I'm, no love lost there. Like I, yeah. I. I, I, I don't want the deal to go through specifically to fuck with Bobby Kotick more than I care about Monopoly and, and competition. Yeah, we're not going to talk about yeah. it, but God, the letter Bobby Kotick put out today was so bad. Hmm. Anyway, uh, next up. Another uh, Xbox thing. Oh, well, this is just a quick one. I'll just touch on it. Uh, they announced a starfield direct um on june the 11th and that is to be followed up with an xbox games showcase on june the 11th other way around big guys um, is- xbox games showcase first and then the starfield directs oh but the picture is le- it doesn't matter the picture's fine fuck then um so that so um, just as a quick i don't want to spend too much time on this um but aaron greenberg which who's the vice president of xbox games um he posted this and the top replied tweet is from Jeff Keighley saying, can't wait. Fucking hell, man. <laughs> man, Jeff is fucking perpetually online, isn't he? Uh. Oh, I, I have something to say with Jeff Keighley for the next, um, next article. Um, oh, there you go. There's your segue, Pat. Fuck my segue. Um, you, you, you segue this one, Seth. All right. So <laughs> um, speaking of uh, uh, developer announcements, E3. The last two weeks has slowly been um, bleeding developers. Wait, 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 wait. I give you the golden ticket to segue to the last thing that we have on the docket today, and you open with developers have been slowly um, cancelling this. (laughs) That's the best you've got. This is why you're the segue man. This is why you're the segue man. Holy shit. No, I I, I never, I don't think I've ever been in a position where... Uh, my own job security was made so apparent to me. <laughs> Listen, I'm being the E3 uh, in this situation, and you're going to be Jeff Keighley. Well, speaking of being cancelled, um, E3, <laughs> unlucky. Yeah, no, like the last two weeks, everyone's been slow, slowly pulling out of E3, and so E3's just come out today and said, yeah, no, we're just cancelling the show. We're not going to do it. No one's going to show up to our birthday party this year. Um... And Jeff Keighley, in reply to this, says, Here's a photo of me at the first E3. Also, four years ago, I realized E3 wasn't keeping up with the time, so I made the Summer Games Fest. Rip, bozo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Yeah, I don't know. It just well, COVID killed E3. Uh, and then developers were like, Hey, we don't need to do this anymore. The, no one the comes. last Let's E3 was like- also rife with problems. And it, um. I think there was some like oh, that's r- that's really true, bad yeah. allegations going around at the time about pe- uh, people at E3 or things that happened at E3. Oh, that's always that's, that's just E3 in a nutshell. Yeah, there were, there were um, drink spikes happening at game developer uh, GDC this year. Yeah, that's right. 
Ugh, yuck. It, it is not a clean industry at all. Yeah, um, I did. I I did want to go to um an E3 one day, but obviously that will not happen. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I'll go to a fucking PAX East or some Australian PAX. I don't know. PAX also was pretty fun when I went. Really? Uh, just feels like anyway. It doesn't matter. We can get into they, it. Later. They're very um, different things, and I think that's why E3 died because E3 tried to play both being an industry event and a consumer event, where um, hmm. just focusing on one or the other would have been stronger. And yeah, well, that's what Summer Games. Oh, not Summer Games Fest. Um, the, the Game Awards Jeff show. Yeah, um, yeah, that's an industry event. Yeah, and uh, Summer it, it Games Fest as well I've... when he does that. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's a bit of a shame. There's, from what I've heard, um, some like indie developers are a bit upset because they were hoping to go and do a bit of smoozing with like, de- like a bigger developers yeah, no, and publishers they, and all that type of thing. They they use yeah. E3 to make contacts and maybe uh, get cozy with Nintendo, Sony, or Microsoft for some press time on their shows. Hmm. Yeah. A bit- yeah, but uh, there's probably different ways of doing it now. Like, you don't have to go in person to anything anyway. Um, yeah, but see, days, I, I feel like it's one of those things where game developers interacting face-to-face helped a lot. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and just literally exchanging business cards, having like, oh, yeah, I saw that game. It looked fun. As opposed to, I don't know, you sent me an email. I didn't open it. Yeah, basically, uh, yeah. Well, RIP to Game of Christmas. <laughs> Mm. Um, now, now, game of Christmas is uh, spread across the entirety of summer. Uh, yeah, American summer. Don't call it not summer. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at summer games fest, so that's why it's summer in my head right now. Because Jeff Keighley's going to make it all about him. And uh, speaking of making things all about one person, uh, I'm closing out the news segment for for this week because we've we've reached the end. Goodbye. No, I'm kidding. Bye bye, news. Yeah, no, this, that, that takes us to the end of news and therefore, actually, the end of episode 66. Please tell me that was the right one. I think that was the right one. It is the right one. That's correct. Oh. You've, you've only gotten it wrong once. I know, but now I live in constant fear. <laughs> um, Good. And- <laughs> anyway. Um, right, so next week we have uh, Hades update to look forward to. Um, I am, actually wound up watching um, uh, a bunch of movies, mostly from, from the plane, a couple that I might talk about, uh, but also continued with uh, a bit of Monster Hunter stories. So might might uh, give a bit of an update about that next week. Anything you want to toss in there, Steve? Oh, I guess your Pokemon update. Uh, yeah, my Pokemon update will probably look be that. We, we, uh, we all have something that we can all look forward to. Very cool. Very cool, very pog, very champ. Um, right, this means ah. that uh, here we are at the end of episode 66. Uh, if you've enjoyed what you've listened to, uh, give us a, a subscription, a, a, a like, a follow, a, um, a whatever is applicable to the, to the, the platform that you're listening to. A comment on. too. Comments help. Comments help. It's always much appreciated. Uh, uh, don't comment racial slurs. <laughs> T- tell a friend about this, the podcast this- too. Spread the word. Don't tell a racist friend about the podcast. <laughs> we are we are very um very proud to be uh an an, an anti racist podcast recommendation. Uh, uh maybe tell a sexist giver. friend though. You know what? I'm gonna cancel you, Seth. <laughs>
Look, you're going to E3. <laughs> but there is no E3. Yeah. Funny that. Oh, no, I'm being acquired by Microsoft. Unfathomably based. That's, that's a fate worse than death right there. I, I don't like the idea that Seth could be on Game Pass and available day one. Um, anyway, uh, as we are now at the end of episode 66, uh, thank you so much gonna, for listening. I, I've been... Just, fuck yeah, just, go on. I'm available every day, Patrick. Not just day one. Here I am trying to end the episode, and you stop me for that. <laughs> My job security has never been so secure. <laughs> like I said, I Jesus am E3 Christ. and you are Jeff Keighley. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I have been Patrick. Uh, I have been joined by Seth and Steve. You've been listening to Fast Travel Lounge. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Goodbye. Happy birthday to Pokemon! Me!